say you are. If that's your testimony, come on, open up your mouth. I've seen that you are better, better than anything, better than any relationship. You are better, better than money, better than carries. You are, you are. You'll always be better. I say that you are better. So you are good In the morning I'll say In the evening I'll say you You are good to me So when I look back over my life And I see what you have done I'll say that you are Yeah morning I'll say you, you are good, yes, in the evening I'll say you, you redeemed me from myself, and you saved me from myself, I say that you are good, in the morning I'll say Yeah, you're a good, good father. You're a good, good father. You're a good father. Everything in you is good. Even if I don't see it, I believe it's good. Even if I don't know it, I know it's good. You are good. You are good. You are good. You're a good, good father. You are good. You are good in the morning I'll say when I look at the news and I look at what's going on I can say one thing that you it doesn't change the fact that you're good. In the morning, I'll say you. I may not see, but I know that you are good. As the music plays, open up your mouth and speak to your good father. Sing to your good father. Let your heart sing. Let your, give him the fruit of your lips. Him being good has nothing to do with what he does. It's who he is. Yes, you are good, Jesus. We know that you are good, Jesus. 
We're convinced that you are good, Jesus. You're convinced that you are good, Jesus. You are good, Jesus. You are good, Jesus. Yes, you are good, Jesus. You are good, Jesus. You are good, Jesus. Even when I see it, I know you are good. When I don't see it, I know you are good. Because you are good to me. Hey. You are good. In the morning, I'll say you are good. Every minute, I will testify that you are songs but that's not what it's about open up your mouth and just worship Jesus open up your mouth and just worship Jesus Romans 12 and verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of the Most High God, that you present your bodies living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for this is your true worship. So that's telling us that really what worships God is us presenting ourselves to Him, acceptable according to His mandate. So we're going we're gonna to sing a song that really is posturing our hearts. But according to that scripture, we see that that's what worship is. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. This is the air I breathe. This is the air. This is my day. Yeah. 
speak to him. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, so, so our souls longeth after you. Lord, we are desperate, Lord, for a drink from the well this morning, Lord. Lord, we come to you, Lord, so that we can drink. So that we can drink from your living water, Lord. Fill us again. Fill us again, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, we need you. We need you, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you, we need you. We need you, we need you. We need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. We 
just dare you to cry out right where you are. I dare you to cry out to the Lord. Jesus, we need you. We need you. Come fill us now. Come fill us now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, good morning, saints of the Most High God. Welcome to Pentecostal Tabernacle. My name is Denver Powell, and I'm your MC today. Surprise! <laughs> so first things first, I want to welcome our first-time guests. So if this is your first time here at Pentecostal Tabernacle, I don't want to embarrass you. I just want you to stand so that we can honor your presence because of anything that you could have been doing this Sunday, you chose to join us. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, um, you may be seated. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, so, we're going to give you a little guest packet just to welcome you to PT. And also, um, we have a special, special song for you this morning. All right, Praise Company, I need your help. back up there didn't I don't have cue cards I feel please and thank you bear with us <laughs> bear with us <laughs> yes do, 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 do. oh thank you thank you thank you offering appreciate you um, so before that, I just want to also dismiss the young children. So if you're in Generation Chosen, if you're in any of those, I just want to dismiss you downstairs. Thank you. And now that we have a little bit of space, I just need everybody to scooch in. Just scooch in a little bit. It's okay. 
We're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's okay. And I'll wait until you actually do it because I'm not playing. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. Thank you. All righty. So now I'm going to pray for the offering and the, the sermon. And God willing, the next voice that you hear is Bishop. So bow with me as we go to the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We come to you, Lord Jesus, with the first fruits of our giving. Lord, we come to you, Lord, and we ask that you would bless this offering. Multiply it, Lord Jesus. May it be used for your kingdom, Lord Jesus, to expand and to uh, grow and to increase our influence, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for this sermon, Lord. I pray that our hearts, Lord Jesus, would be open, that you give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Lord, that you give unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of the understanding of our hearts would be enlightened to the hope that we have in you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. For we are about to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Are you ready to shout? Are you ready to shout? Come on. Voice of Jeriah, shout out to 
say something, not say something. And I just really felt my Holy Spirit, in my spirit, I was like, Lord, we're declaring that the enemy has been defeated. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have had a moment at least once this week where, you know, I was questioning, am I walking in victory? Am I victorious? I mean, Bishop's always telling us this is the month that we are anointing our mind, right? Standing on the truth, right? And I'm not just stopping just to say something. No, I'm stopping because I really feel pressed in my spirit to encourage you all. It's not about running around, but it's about are you really declaring the words of this song? Do you really believe what you're saying? Family, are you hearing me? Do you actually believe what you're speaking? Because this song may not be for you, but it might be for someone else in this room. And so you need to be the example today and declare that the enemy has been defeated. Oh, what's it? The enemy's been defeated and death couldn't. We're gonna rage.
presence of the Lord. Well, we praise God that by his grace we are growing as a congregation and we are bringing in some new partners this morning. <laughs> praise the name of the Lord. So even during this challenging season of the pandemic, you do know that we're still in a pandemic, uh, we have new partners coming in. And so we're going to ask that they uh, come and present themselves at this time. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And I need a microphone. Praise the Lord. If you could turn around briefly and just, uh, actually, let's do it this way. Why don't you turn around to the audience and you can say your name and whatever else you want to say. Good morning. My name is Anna Stewart and I'm glad to be part of this family. My name is um, Ty Washington and I'm excited to join the church. I'm David Bright. I'm excited to be part of the family. Well, praise the name of the Lord. You may turn around at this time. We had a few others, uh, but they couldn't make it. And so, amen. Well, outside of joining or uh, following Christ and choosing one's mate, choosing a church is one of the most important decisions a person's going to make, which will affect his or her destiny, as Lady Carmen spoke a few weeks ago uh, on Mother's Day. Choosing the correct church can have a tremendous influence on an individual's ability to make the correct decisions in areas such as choosing the right career, building and leaving the desired legacy, choosing the correct husband, and a wife, and many other life quality decisions. After the Apostle Peter preached that fantastic sermon found in the second chapter of Acts, 3,000 people gave their lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It is imperative that the 21st century believer continue to model the formula of success that was left to us by the very first church. In Acts chapter 2, where Peter's sermon is recorded, we find that these new believers took the following actions after they received Christ as their Savior. Number one, they were baptized in water. Two, they committed themselves to spiritual leadership, as you're about to do. Three, they committed themselves to spiritual growth through the study of the scriptures. Fourth, they committed themselves to the sacrament of communion. Five, they committed themselves to the discipline of prayer. Six, they committed themselves to financially supporting the church. 
And seven, they committed themselves, as you've been doing, uh, to worshiping with the, each other. Historically speaking, Acts chapter 2 is regarded as the birthday of the church, which is called Pentecost, which the church universal around the world will be celebrating in a few weeks. The success of the church over the last 2,000 years is a result of people's committing themselves to the church, as you are about to do right now. Please know that your standing here before us is already an indication that we desire to commit ourselves to you. What's now left is for you to publicly declare your commitment to this congregation, this church, this ministry, in the following six areas. And as I ask you um, these six uh, commitments that you'll make to Pentecostal Tabernacle, you'll simply respond with the words, I will. Amen. Um, do you promise by God's grace and God's help to live a lifestyle that will portray to the world that Jesus Christ is not only your Savior, but also Lord of your life? If so, please respond with the words, I will. Secondly, do you promise to love, with God's help and grace, to love every member, that is every partner of Pentecostal Tabernacle, not only as you love yourself, but also as Christ himself loves you? If so, please respond with the words, I will. Thirdly, do you promise by God's grace and help to submit yourself to the leadership of the pastor and leadership of this church whom the Lord Jesus Christ personally holds accountable for the spiritual condition of your life? If so, please respond with the words, I will. And fourth, do you promise to support Pentecostal Tabernacle financially, both with your tithes, that is 10% of your income, and your offerings so that we can continue the work of this church, not only in this community, but throughout the world. If so, please respond with the words, I will. Amen. Do you promise to not forsake the house of God, but attend each service as often as it possibly lies within your ability to do so? If so, please respond with the words, I will. And finally, and as I always say, this is my favorite, do you promise by God's grace and help to endeavor to become the person God has created you to be before the world was even created and thus fulfill the call of God upon your life to his glory and to the edification of the church. If so, please respond with the words, I will. Amen. At this moment, I'm gonna ask uh, uh, elders and the executive team who was present, if they would come up at this time and just stand before you. Um, to pray. I know we have a few uh, uh, folks who have been taken out by COVID, but we praise God that we still have some here available that pray behind you. They're all masked, so you don't have to worry like who's behind me. Uh, uh, but they're all behind you. And as they pray for you, I'm going to anoint you with oil. So I'm going to give them a moment to pray for you if you can just lay hands on their back those of you who are partners uh, even if you're not a partner could you just point your hand in this direction and pray for them right now just for one minute thank you Jesus
ask Lady Carmen if she'd come and join me. I'm gonna ask her to pray over you. But before she prays, I anointed you all with oil on your head. And again, I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind and over your body. Today, you have the mind of Christ. For the blood of Jesus frees your mind from dead works, your thinking from dead works, things that are killing you, so that you can serve the living God. You are blessed, marked with the blood of Jesus. For the blood of Jesus Christ is a witness, for the blood speaks of the better and greater things in a newer living way. Jesus is opening up for your life today and for your future. God bless you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time, this moment, Lord. We thank you for these individuals that stand before us, stand before you. We thank you for their lives, Lord. We thank you for their desire to join themselves to this local expression. PT, we thank you, Lord God, for the gifts that are on the inside of them that they're going to use to help build this ministry and even beyond, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that it wasn't them that chose, but you chose them. And you put it in their hearts, oh God, say, I want to be a part of this ministry, this church. So, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would use them. Lord, even at the message that Bishop spoke years ago about taking, picking up our brick and, and bringing it and building. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, to, to, that today they stand here with their brick in their hand to come and build this fellowship, this ministry and beyond where we have been called to, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that we are that much stronger because they have joined themselves. Lord, I pray that you would use them. You would keep them. You would preserve them. You would sustain them, Lord. Father God, I thank you that they joined themselves, Lord, and even in our mission of restoring broken lives, that out of their lives, Lord, that they will bring and help and assist in, in uh, bringing restoration to others, Lord. So, Father God, we pray that you would use them, you would continually uh, lead them and guide them, order their steps, Lord. We come against the enemy that will even try to sabotage their destiny, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that as even the bishop said, that we have asked you that you would cover them with your precious blood. Lord, that you would use them even in the season of their lives, Lord. So, Lord, we bless you. We, we thank you for new partners. We thank you, Father God, for the furthering of your kingdom, the advancing of your kingdom through these three individuals, Lord. And Lord, as your word says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, hasn't even, even entered into our heart what you have in store for them, Lord. So, Lord, we are grateful for their lives. We're grateful to see what they're going to do and how they're going to bring glory and honor to your name and what they would uh, do in this local ministry. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm going to ask the elders if they can move to their left. And we're going to give these uh, individuals the right hand of fellowship. So if you could turn around. And you can bring up the rear. 
the class of 2022. Woo. Troy would have wanted to be here, but uh, unfortunately, COVID called, and so, um, but God, by God's grace, they're, they're doing well. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, we're going to uh, get into the Word right now, um, but before we get into the Word of the Lord, um, we're going to be doing something very different this morning. I've never done this before, but this is, we said we're a 5G church, so we're uh, groundbreaking, and this morning I am going to be, I don't think I've ever done this before, but I'm going to be doing what I'll call a tag team ser sermon. Um, me, the baby boomer, and one of the millennials, we're going to teach this, miss, this word together, that's myself, and our brother Tommy. Is going to be ministering this morning. But before I do, I want to introduce to our congregation for the first time in history. Amen. Some of you are wondering who this guy up here was playing the keyboard. So I'm going to introduce some of you to who he is Mr. and Mrs. David and Deidre Adeyemi. God bless you. They got uh, married in April, the end of April, and we're just grateful. So uh, his name is David, not Deidre's husband, and so he has a name, and you can make sure that you... <laughs> uh, let's bow our heads. Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching will not will be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, a demonstration of spirit of power that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Greene, but in the power of God. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance that you have in each and every one of us who are your saints, and help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. I want to speak to you on a subject, opportunity. Opportunity. I want to remind you, uh, as you may see on the image, that our mission, 
the mission, the word mission uh, comes from the Latin word uh, uh, missi, which means to send. The reason why we were sent here is to restore lives broken by the consequences of sin to the very place where these same broken lives can give honor and glory to God. So how do we measure our success is by how many lives that were once broken have been healed and put together by the power of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Well, I want to remind you that our church has four priorities in this season, four priorities. First priorities is church on Sunday, again, trying to make sure that people get into the house of the Lord. The other thing is children's ministry, which is what's happening. Uh, we've already outgrown the space downstairs. Praise God for his goodness, for children's ministry. Amen. And, and those uh, leaders and adults who are, and teachers who are committing themselves to educating our children in the scriptures. The third thing that we want to prioritize as a church is that uh, we want to uh, prioritize caring for our congregation, making sure that we, that we are our brother's keeper, that we care for each other, that we make sure that we notice when people are missing, and we text and we call and visit and celebrate people's birthdays and all those things that make people feel like they care, um, that this church cares. And then finally, I want to talk about is community care, and that is making sure that we understand that we've been put here on the corner of Perry Street and Magazine Street and MPT North on the corner of Columbia Street and Washington Street. Uh, we've been put here to care for the community, to make sure that we are good neighbors. And I want to give a shout out, as you know, though we haven't been at PT North, 77 Columbia Street during the pandemic and we're praying to God, we're making plans to reopen as Pentecostal Tabernacle, uh, our North Campus on 77 Columbia Street. There has been a congregation that has been worshiping there. Praise the Lord who's a part of us, the Emmanuel Disciples Church, which celebrated their 10th anniversary as a church this weekend. God, shout out to the Emmanuel Disciples Church. And Lady Carmen and I were there yesterday representing our church to help them celebrate Pastor Walker as a pastor. John chapter 6, verses 5 to 14, reading from the New Living Translation. Again, my sermon is opportunity, or not my sermon, our sermon, myself and Tommy. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip because Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000. The men alone, which means there probably was about 20,000 people who were going to be fed with five loaves and two fish. Jesus took what he had, looked up 
to heaven, blessed what he had. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, are you blessing what you have? Some of you curse what you have. Some of you speak despairingly of what you have. But will you bless, will you speak words that empower for success what you have? That's why we want you to bless yourself. Amen. And then he gave thanks. He blessed it and gave thanks. And then distributed these five loaves and two fish to the people. After, he did the same with the fish. And they ate, and they ate as much as they wanted. And this is what I like. I'm quite sure the boy who brought five loaves and two fish ate more than what he brought. That's a good word right there. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah. You ought to be shouting more than this. That, 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 that if you give God what you have, he'll give you back more than what you gave him, plus he'll use what you gave him to bless others. That's a bad word right there. And when the people saw him do this miracle, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. What am I saying here? Jesus needed others to bless the community. He needed volunteers. And because these 12 men volunteered to follow Jesus, they got an opportunity to see how Jesus works. <laughs> they volunteered. The word volunteer comes from a Latin word which simply means to be willing. Jesus did not compel these men to follow him. He asked, and they were willing to give up some of them, their, their, their businesses, like Peter and Andrew and James and John. They were fishermen. They gave up their business to follow Jesus. Matthew, Levi, he gave up his career as an IRS auditor to follow Jesus. And let me tell you something, and, and just in case you didn't know it, Matthew was an extremely wealthy person. But he gave it all up to follow Jesus, a volunteer, willing. See, volunteerism has more to do with the heart than with the head. And, and, and this was such a great opportunity to, to partner with Jesus in this miracle that this very miracle, the feeding of the 5,000 men, is recorded in all four Gospels. You know it must be pretty powerful when, in, when this same story is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The word opportunity means season-able. A seasonable time. This word opportunity means a favorable time. A, a time that you're able to be favored. A time when you're able to be preferred. It, it, it is the right time. Are you hearing me? Not every 
Not every opportunity is the right time. This word opportunity means a time that just simply fits. But I like the, the uh, etymology of the word opportunity. It comes from two words, ob and portis. Ob means in front of or toward, and portis means harbor or haven or port. And so opportunity means toward the port. <laughs> we have an opportunity to serve, or an opportunity means toward the port. Toward the port. Now, for those of you who are uninformed, this area, Cambridge, is called Cambridge Port. In PT North, which at one time was called Area 4, it is now called the port. So we've been placed here to serve both ports. You'll get that another time. We don't have to serve. We get the opportunity to serve. And the bottom line is this. What opportunity would the disciples have missed had they not volunteered to walk, watch this, and work, my Lord, work with Jesus as opposed to simply working for Jesus? What do you mean, working with Jesus? See, this is the beauty of opportunity that you and I have the opportunity to work with Jesus not work for Jesus. What do you mean? Jesus was looking for his disciples, his apostles, to work with him, to partner with him to do this amazing miracle. He did not need his 12 disciples to do this miracle. But he invited them to work with him. I'm almost done. What do you, what do you mean? And so he gives them an opportunity. He says, you feed them. You feed them. And sadly, too many of us are like Philip, who looked at the crowd and simply said, we can't do anything. But Andrew, at least Andrew, tried. Woo, help Lord Jesus. Andrew comes back with five loaves and two fish, and he says, Lord, this is what I found, but what good are these? But Jesus' attitude is, thank you, Andrew, because you at least gave me something to work with. Woo! My goodness, stop worrying about what you don't have and bless what you have because Jesus has the ability to take your natural and turn it into super. Ah, what does it mean? When I partner with Jesus, all he's expecting me to do is do the natural. 
and he will do the super. All he wants me to do is, hey, give me five loaves and two fish, and I'll do the super. I'll feed the 20,000 so that we both can partner. In other words, in an equation of a million, in the equation of a million, I will be the million. All I need you to be is one. That's a good word right there. But, ha, but see, what the problem is, is the reason why God can't work is because God is a million, he is a 10 million, he's 20 million, but 10 million, 20 million, 100,000 million times zero is still zero. Turn to somebody and say, God needs you to partner with him. Oh. Last point before Tommy comes. We have, I want to show you a picture of the, this beautiful piano. This wonderful piano. Isn't that gorgeous? It's a gorgeous piano. Well, that piano was, well, I'll say sitting, but a piano doesn't sit, but you get it. That piano was downstairs on the stage with a cover over the piano and then curtains that covered the stage so the piano was doubly covered for four years. That beautiful piano for four years was covered. And as we were thinking about creating space for Sunday school, we started saying, you know what, this, this stage area will be a fantastic place for our teenagers to hang out and to, to have their Sunday school class, and the space is amazing now. But we had to move that piano. Are you following me? And so what we did was, I didn't want to just give it away to, to anybody. And, and I said, God, my desire is that we could give it to a church that needs it. And by the grace of God, we were able to give this piano. At first, I asked the Amigo School, and they're like, no, nah, we can't use it. It's too big. And, but I really wanted to give it to a church. And I remember speaking at a, at a Christ the King Presbyterian Church, and I remember, and this was, my goodness, this was about seven years ago, and I remember looking at their piano, and I said, boy, our piano would look good in that spot, because as a church that plays more acoustic music, they don't have, you know, uh, bass guitar and keyboards, they, they use, you know, they use acoustic, and, and, and so we gave, we called them up, Sister Debbie called her, and I, and I remember they came and looked at the piano. And when they took off the cover, they were like, <gasps> because it looked like that. And the first question they asked us is, what's wrong with it? <laughs> In other words, why are you giving this to us? And we said, we don't have any room for it. And it's almost like they didn't believe us. They said, well, let me play it to make sure. And then, because their, their, their music minister and another gentleman was there and they played it like, oh my goodness, you're, you're giving this to us? We're like, yeah. And they took a picture 
of how it looks. And the beauty of it is that that, the, like, most grand pianos are black. This piano, it was almost as if it was created for Christ the King Church, which is located in the port. Ah, what's my point? My point is, this piano, such a gift, such an amazing instrument, but it was covered up, laying dormant for four, five, six years, and now it's being used every Sunday to bless a congregation. What's the point? I'm looking throughout this congregation and I see beautiful grand pianos that what if in this season, in this season of opportunity, God can take the covers of you, off of you, and play the melody of his ministry through your life to restore broken lives. It's your opportunity to serve and be a blessing. Come on, Tony, why don't you bring it home, sir? Can we just appreciate Bishop? You see, where I'm from, you don't appreciate elderly people sitting down if you are younger. So because he truly deserves the honor, can we really appreciate our bishop? We don't just have a pastor, we have a father. I can attest to this, and I'm sure many of us can. Thank you, bishop. Thank you. I'm truly grateful that uh, we had the, the partnership uh, induction because I, we really don't give Bishop enough credit. I don't know how he comes up to teach after jumping from the offering song because I was out of breath. I was like, oh boy, oh boy. So well, okay, we have time to relax. We really do not give Bishop enough credit. But Bishop has said a lot already. You know, teaching is easy when your teacher is not in the room. But when your teacher is right here, you are writing an exam. So that's how I feel right now. No pressure. Amen. Whew. <laughs> All right. But after what Bishop just said, we should probably take a second offering. Um, but that's just me. That's my opinion. Amen. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Help us to hear what you want us to hear. Help us to see what you want us to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to Matthew 28 very quickly. Bishop has, has given a very, 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 very important foundation. And we're talking about partnership. And he has talked about the, the, the disciples, apostles, partnering with Jesus. Jesus could have done those miracles without the disciples. Because he did say, we're about to read it. He said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. He doesn't need man to do anything. He chose to do it with man. Are we together? So I was raised by a teacher. My mother is a teacher and a pastor. So I will talk, you will talk back. Amen? Amen. Welcome to class. Everybody with me? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Matthew 28. 
verse 16 to 20. I'm reading KJV. He says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now he says, this is what we call the Great Commission. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Teach who? This is class. Teach who? Awesome. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So Jesus gave a commission. Who did he give the commission to at the time? The disciples, right? Who became the apostles. And he gave them a specific instruction. They should go and teach all nations, no exemption. Now he says something very important, and I believe we overlook this, and this is so important to understand what Bishop really just said to us, which is partnership. He says, and lo, I am with you always. He's talking to the disciples. He said, go. But as you go, I'm with you. So in evangelizing, which he was telling them to do, you are never alone. So Jesus is saying, I'm sending you, but you're not going alone. I'm with you. So at the end of the day, as we preach the gospel, what are we doing? We're going in partnership with who sent us, right? We all see this, right? It says, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So we see that there is the great commission here. Jesus gave an assignment, which is what we call ministry. Right? So we see that these people are called to ministry. But the question now is, did Jesus call just the disciples to ministry? Now, some of us might understand ministry to be what Bishop does. Yes, Bishop is in full-time ministry. We like to call it full-time ministry. Yes, he is. And at the time, we can say, like, Bishop just, you know, walked us through scripture. The disciples were in full-time ministry. They left their jobs and followed Jesus. Right? But the question now is, is ministry just for the disciples who became the apostles? Meaning, is ministry just for pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers, apostles? Question. Because there is a responsibility that comes with ministry. Jesus gave the disciples a responsibility to the community, ensure that they receive my message. About this is something very beautiful. Let's go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Oof. Ephesians 4. From verse 9 to 13. Thank you, Jesus. It says, I'm reading Good News Translation. It says, now what does he went up mean? It means that first he came down to the lowest depth of the earth. So the one who came down is the same one who went up above and beyond the heavens to fill the whole universe with his presence. It was he who gave gifts. Now watch this. It was he who gave gifts to people. He appointed some apostles and others prophets, others evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. Now watch this. I can't lose you here. He did this to prepare all God's people for the work of Christian service. 
So who is called to ministry? You. We are called to ministry. Bishop is called to teach us to do ministry. This is so important. This is so important. So it's important that we understand that as a believer, you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. That comes with a partnership and a responsibility. The one you are in partnership with empowers you to do. This is an active class. Amen. So who is called to ministry in this, in this, in this room right now? Every one of us. Ah, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify God. Are we together so far? So, truly, after Jesus left in person, we received who? The Holy Ghost, Acts 2. So, the truth is, partnership with Jesus never stopped. It's so beautiful that COVID has made us so aware and conscious of the virtual world. So you are, we are still in partnership with Jesus. It's just that he's not here in person. He's here in spirit. But this is not just partnership. You see, partnership with Jesus here, it means I am here and Bishop is here. Partnership with Jesus gone is I am here and Jesus is inside me. Are we together? So truly, partnership is ministry. Ministry is service. Now, some of us might be saying, I have a really busy job. So I don't have time for ministry. I work, some people work 40 hours. Can I tell you something? I work 72 hours per week. Yes, I do. I don't recommend you do it. But I do. <laughs> I don't. But listen, I am a, uh, I'm an engineer by profession, but I am a Christian who is an engineer. Are you catching it yet? I am a believer first, in that is my identity. Engineering is a tool to partner with Jesus to evangelize. This means that even if, let's say, I don't have the time to prepare to study eight hours, like Bishop, I'm not sure if he studied eight hours, he studies eight hours, but it's probably more at this point. <laughs> so maybe you don't have the time to study eight hours, but you can come to church on Sunday morning as an audio engineer and be on the audio board. You know what you're doing is ministry. I'll show you why. I'm, we're not going to read it now, but in Acts chapter 1, in Acts chapter 6, from verse 1 to 7, the apostle, there was a complaint in the, in the church. Bishop referenced the early church when we were talking about, when, it was, when we were bringing in the new partners. There was a complaint that the, the widows were being ignored. They couldn't get funds. And the apostle said, we need to appoint people to do this so that we can focus on preaching what Jesus told us to preach. So they said, okay, gather yourselves, pray, appoint people, let them handle this. And scripture says, let me read it to you. Ooh, this is so beautiful. Scripture says, uh, there it is, okay. Amen, are we together? Have I lost anybody? 
All right, beautiful. Glory to God. It says, the number of the disciples in Jerusalem grew larger and larger, and great numbers of priests accepted the faith. So, as they were able to appoint people to handle administrative work, the gospel spread more. Why? The people that were out doing the legwork to preach, they could do it comfortably. Why? The structure, which we now call church, was functioning well because there were believers in the house that made sure that there was sound, that there was light, that there were greeters, that there is hospitality, that there is media, that there are ushers, there are, there are musicians. All those things come together to do what? To form what we call ministry. So the truth is, our mission is restoring broken lives. We have a responsibility to the community, which is really preaching the gospel. The gospel restores lives. The story of the gospel is the story of redemption. It's the story of salvation. So truly, if we're going to come into the fullness of the assignment, people of God, we all should do ministry. Every side, every body, every mechanism functioning in unison helps the gospel spread. So if we have people that maybe you have interest, you just, you are an engineer, but you like talking. Yes, we have graders. We have people that like, we, we have graders here. How many of you know that we actually have people that do that at PT? We have people that do that. Maybe you, maybe you don't, you, you would like to take break off your day job. So when you come to church, you don't want to be using a screwdriver or whatever you do. It's important that you understand that if you have a talent, huh, old or young, Can I come down here? Am I allowed to? Can I talk to you? Where are the millennials in the house? You're not sure? Where are the millennials in the house? Can I do something very quickly? Can you stand with me? Millennials, can you stand with me? Millennials, can you stand with me? We've all seen. Look at these beautiful faces. <laughs> Woo! Where are the Gen Zs in the house? If you are in the room, no, no, don't, don't sit. Don't, no, don't sit. Yeah, we're doing something. We're doing something. Gen Zs, please join if you're in the room. All right, all right. Now watch this, watch this. We are, we all agree and we see that we're all called to ministry, right? Right? Yes? Is that a yes? This really means for the gospel to, to, to move in Cambridge, for pity to really sit in that mission of restoring broken lives, we all need to do ministry. We all need to serve. See what Bishop said. We get to serve. We understand that in our partnership, it is, ah, think about it. Think about it. I am in partnership with Jesus. Woo! 
Do you know who Jesus is? Let me give you context very quickly. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. In him were all things made. The Bible says nothing was made that was not made in him. The same Jesus, because he knew who he was, he said, we just read it in Matthew. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. That's the person you're in partnership with. It's a privilege. It's an honor. I will, I, will, I will want to serve anytime. You can sit. I will want to serve. I will ask to serve. I will be restless when I'm not serving. Why? I'm not doing it for bishop. I'm doing it with bishop as we both partner with Jesus. So it's important that we understand that... Let me, let me tell you a quick story. Time is looking good on time. I was at um, I was at work at Berkeley uh, a few days ago, sometime in the week, and one of the supervisors there he just walked up to me. He was like, "Oh, I heard you work at a church." I was like, "Yes, I do." And it was like, "Oh, what's that like?" I'm like, "It's it's really great. I love it. I I love it." And then we started talking about PT, and then so I pulled up. Um, something from the YouTube page. So it was the last week's service. And it went straight to where I stopped because I was rewatching, which was during the sermon. So the first thing, and the person I'm talking to is an audio engineer, he's an audio nerd. So the first thing was like, this was live? I said, yeah, this was live. He said, why does it sound so good? I'm like, and then I was like, yeah, <laughs> you see, you see, <laughs> you see, my church, no, we don't, and I started, I started talking about PT, how we do things, how the media team is structured, how this is structured, and it was like, then he said, I should, I want to hear the music, so I took it back to the worship, <laughs> yeah, exactly, so I took it back to the worship, and it was like, wow, this is great, now, who could have known? that somebody sitting on that camera to get a really good shot opened the door for me to evangelize to somebody. That was how it started. Then we, it was like, this is really good. As, it was, as we were talking, two other supervisors joined. So we're now four. Then we started talking. And it was, one of them said, if it sounds like this online, I want to see what it sounds like in person. Who could have known that someone in there that you don't see mixing for live stream? Come on now. Could have been the doorway for somebody to hear Jesus. After the conversation, they said to me, we're going to come. They're working right now at Berkeley but I'm sure they're streaming. And when they're off, the next Sunday they're off, they're going to be here. Now, watch this. When they come, how are we going to greet them? Do we have greeters? Do we have hospitality? Do we have people, do we have more than enough people that when they come, they don't meet a church, they meet a home. 
It's you and I that will make this happen. Serving, it might not be every Sunday. For you, it might be once a month. It might be once in two months. But if everybody chooses to serve, in fact, it might even be once in four months because there are too many people. So you don't get in the rotation for another four months. It's very possible. So when they come, what are they going to meet? The question now is, Bishop talked about the piano. Ooh, Bishop, should I do this? Like Bishop would do, let me, let me learn from my teacher. <laughs> the question now is, how many pianos are sitting here collecting dust? The piano sounds good. Plays just fine. It's just not in use. Let me behave. Is somebody being blessed? So for you, maybe your gift is you can pray. We need people to pray for people after service. Guess what? Really, the only qualification for prayer is that you believe in Jesus. You don't have to have been praying for the past 10 years. These signs will follow those that believe. Believing is the criteria. So, it's so important that we understand this. That what little I do is propagating the gospel. Maybe you cannot play keyboard. Or you cannot play drums like Sheldon. But you are so good with finance because you have a natural gift for it. I see Paul looking at me. Because you have a a natural gift for it and you are also learned in it. Think about how beautiful it will be for the pastor to come up here and preach knowing that finance is sorted. Because guess what? Outreach is finance. We need to understand that you can't preach to people that are hungry. They can't hear you. They can't hear you. I've gone out for evangelism before. I spoke to the guy. After speaking for like five minutes, he said, feed me. <laughs> he said, he said, oh God, feed me. I'm hungry. Anything for the boys? I was like, ah, oh, sorry. I gave him, I kept walking. He wasn't ready to listen. So we are in partnership with? Wow. What happened to the class? We are in partnership with? We are all called to do what? Ministry is? Let's do it one more time. And I'll give it back to my father. We are in partnership with? We're in partnership with Jesus. We are all called to do ministry. And ministry is service. Bishop.
Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I received a uh, prophetic word um, during the pandemic. And one of the pandemic, and the word was, in this last season, God is going to have young people and older people, baby boomers and millennials and Gen Zs, rowing together. Yes. Rowing together. And so thank you, Tommy, for allowing the Lord to use you. We want, we want to give you an opportunity to serve. Um, a video is about to play, and there'll be a QR code for you to put your phones up to. And there'll be opportunities to serve so that um, and you can put where you would like to serve. And if you may, you may see something that you may say, man, the church, I don't see, I don't see anything for this, but I think the church should do this. Put it down. Put it down. We're, we're, we'll be, we're open to hear what the Lord's doing. I want to really encourage you. I want to say two things and then show this video. Uh, number one, uh, I, I've been, I was sworn in as a chaplain for the uh, Cambridge Police Department eight years ago, uh, 2013, well, nine years ago now. And uh, it was a brand new program, never done anywhere in Cambridge before. And, and I've been, I've been there for nine years. I don't get paid. I don't get paid. I'm a volunteer. But I see it as an opportunity. And it's opened up so many doors to be able to pray with and share with officers the love of Jesus. By the grace and giving of this church, we were able to sow uh, gift cards to every uh, staff person at the Cambridge High School uh, back in uh, Christmas. And, I, and I'm still getting cards, thank you cards, from teachers, because their attitude is, who does this for teachers, let alone a church? And I remember given uh, a gift card to uh, a teacher and it opened up a door where the teacher started sharing with me their, their personal challenges. My point is, folks, is that we get to partner with Jesus. And as we're about to show you this video, I want to end the story of this piano as we shared these two amazing, one was a music, the music minister, and the other one was actually trained to play uh, a pipe organ. So, I mean, they're brilliant people. They both started playing the piano because they were like, what's wrong with it? And listen to this. They said, this piano is beautiful. The only problem is, it's out of tune. 
And the only reason it was out of tune is because it wasn't serving. I believe God is going to stop bringing many of you back in tune with his heart as you start serving. And you may say, well, I don't do much. Trust me, somebody here has at least one fish and one loaf for Jesus to use. So as we show this video, at the end you're going to see a QR code. You know, put your phone up to it, and what's going to open up is serving opportunities, and someone will get in touch with you. Remember, this is volunteer. Don't feel compelled. But think of what opportunity could you be missing by not partnering with Jesus as we move into the future. God bless you. Sit back and watch this video. And thank you to the uh, media team for putting this video together. a stranger and you invited me in I was sick and you looked after me I needed a teacher and you inspired me I was lost and you prayed for me I was addicted, and you helped me break free. I needed a mentor, and you were there for me. I felt alone, and you showed me true community. You helped me experience the joy of worship. You made me feel welcome and safe. You gave me the strength to keep going. You led me to Jesus. 